The reverse stick wishes to advise that the following episode contains obscene language, adult themes and a complete lack of class or sophistication. This week on The Reverse Stick, our old teammate Yorma Thompson joins us from Tokyo to chat about club hockey in Japan. The top Asian women battle it out in Korea and we introduce our new correspondent... And greetings and welcome to The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. I am one half of your presenting team, John Lee, and the other half is Matt Allen. How are you, Matt? Hola! Hola! We'll come to the Spanish umpire later on in the show. Oh, okay. Had a good week in hockey? Fantastic week in hockey. Even better weekend in hockey. No, don't mention goal scoring. Um, What about you, mate? Yeah, we had a good win. You were there, you saw us. I did see us, and we'll, we'll get to that a little oh, bit later okay. on in the show. Um, look, lots to talk about. Um, I've done some research today. Russell of the paper. Um, that is research. And, that looks uh, like research to me. And I've got about 30 points that I want to cover, so uh, should we just bang oh, on with the news? And we've got our interview with Yorma Thompson coming up. Exactly. Our old teammate from Fremantle. And an exclusive, and exclusive from <laughs> Griffin Fatcuts, or Fatcuts Griffin. It was uh, Griffin Fatcuts, I think. We'll, we'll hear more from Griffin later. Coming up soon. News. Where do we start with news? Internationally, Women's yeah. Asian Cup? Asian Champions Trophy. Asian Champions Trophy, that's right. I got that one wrong. Uh, played in Donghao City in Korea. We're a few games in. Uh, three days worth of games. So a couple of little things come out of it so far. Uh, as far as results go on day one, that was the 13th of May, India defeated Japan 4-1 and Korea got over Malaysia 3-1. Uh, day two, the 14th, so that was Monday, Korea, Japan one all draw and China, Malaysia, China won 3-1 there. Today, some interesting results. Japan and Malaysia, a 3-2 victory to Malaysia there. And India versus China, an interesting game, 3-1 was the result in favour of India there. It's been... Have you seen much of it at all? Well, of course, it has been streaming on YouTube. Um, It has? You've got to try and search it out a little bit. We've tried to share the links where we found them, and hopefully some of our listeners have have caught some of the live action. You did, John? I have. Well, I saw some uh, both games on on Sunday, and uh, I saw today's, this afternoon's game. Monday missed because I was asleep. Um... (laughs) Tuesday. So it's what, what, Wednesday, our time? No. No, the most recent games you've seen. Oh yeah, yeah I yeah, saw yeah, the games yeah, this yeah, afternoon. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was happy to see those games. Some interesting things. The stream has been really good quality. The vision itself has been of really good quality. Um, the commentary's been in Korean, so it could have been the world's greatest commentary I would never <laughs> have known. Uh, and, and that, that's a, a minor whinge about not having an English commentary. It's totally understandable why it isn't. But we might be able to rectify that in the future. Well, Got who, some ideas there. Who knows? Who knows? Um, the hockey has been really good. I've thought the hockey has been really good in entertaining. Now, is it the sort of hockey that's going to win you a World Cup against the Netherlands or teams of that ilk? Yeah, probably not. But what it is is entertaining hockey. What's been really, really disappointing is of all the games I've seen, the biggest viewed game was India versus China today. The two most populous nations on the earth, 
their their national women's teams playing and there was I think it peaked at 250 it might have been 252 viewers 1,000 250,000 no 252 252,000 no no 252 with no zeros after it or decimal point zero zero but uh, that is really disappointing sponsors get on board well I don't. I don't think you can. Bl- how much could be like our show, John. It could, be, could be a very high quality uh, viewership on there. All the people that matter in the world of hockey, they could be the ones that have got their eyes on the game. Yeah, but unfortunately for hockey, if it is like this show, it's people who have no money in their pockets <laughs> who are doing it. Uh, so it, that that side of it is really disappointing. It's such a high level competition. Garners so many views when that's the only way you can see it. Well, you that's say such a high-level competition because it, it was interesting. It was alerted to me earlier on in the week from uh, uh, Andrew Wilson uh, of the Frank Hockey Podcast that Japan, of course, were fielding two teams over the coming days, and so we've got the Tri Nation series coming up in New Zealand, and Japan are taking part there, but they're also currently taking part. Um, yeah, but they're it, tricky, the Japanese. Yeah. You'd expect that of the Japanese to do something tricky like that. So, would you? Oh, yeah, tricky. It's, it's an interesting tactic, isn't it? Well, it is. You know? And of course, that, that tournament's coming up, coming up. Remember, this is, this is just a run-in for them. This, this is just a training exercise in many respects for a lot of nations too. It's a great competition. The hockey's been played at the highest standard and players really would look at it as a, a winning every game sort of scenario, but maybe for, more backroom areas of the game they might be thinking well this is a great training run we can experiment or we can do this that the other thing there you go against quality teams what what you're saying it it, it does question the worth of the tournament no 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 but it always comes down to you know as you call them the the magnet pushes um and the uh the the managers of the teams um to decide what where the priorities lie we talked about this with Stuart Morania with uh, the Indian yeah. men not making a big deal about the Commonwealth Games and yeah. his rhetoric on about hockey, hockey, yeah, hockey for the year ahead. Yeah. Um, and this is obviously a, a similar situation there for some nations, including Japan, looking to build towards the Vitality Women's World Cup. I think there's already signs in the Indian women's team that there's been a change of coach. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out in the months ahead. And um, But I definitely thought there was... Uh, I'm not saying it's a good or a bad change, but definitely there was a, a different emphasis going on in certain areas of the game. But they've still played well, the Indian women. China, they're going to be some sort of tame in a few years. They're, they're only just going to get better. And um, they play an entertaining brand of hockey. They're, they are an attacking side. They they try and defence as staunchly as they can, but they go at other teams. And I think at times, and if I had a criticism of Sean Morania... I would say at times they don't attack enough. The the sort of counter-attacking style that he plays is waiting for teams to attack you. If you understand that. What about that, that's how I see did it. Did you see the Malaysian women play? Uh, bits and pieces. Because going back to oh geez, episode number one, two, three when we were talking with Terry Walsh, mm-hmm. uh, two, three, four, wherever it might have been. Um, he was quite heavily involved, obviously, with the Malaysian yeah. program there, and he and they'd kind of outperformed or outdone their expectations as to where they might have got towards um, with regard to the Hockey World League last year. 
can you see some improve there? Are they, are they looking competitive? And, I think they've just got to be stronger. There's, it, it seems to be that they're not as strong as some of the other girls that they're competing against. And you see that in men's hockey as well. It's, it, you know, physically they, they struggle a little bit to compete against some of the other nations. I would say that's their biggest problem, probably. And getting enough games and getting enough experience on the hockey field to know even though you're slightly built, you can still position your body against bigger players or a lot of it might just be experience. Well, one thing's for sure, out of all the tournaments, it's going to be a real litmus test there for Sheer Mourinho and there's a point to be uh, point to be proved, I'm sure, right. as be, we talked about. There will be a lot of people looking out to see how it goes and like I've... I've Cherry picked a couple of things I haven't really talked about but alluded to that would appear to be different, but that that'll play out in the longer run. And they are they are a very good team. They've got some very good players that Indian women's team. And uh, I thought if they continue on the path that Harendra Singh and set them up on, oh, that was obvious at the Commonwealth Games. Assured Morania continues that. I think they can they can beat anybody on their day. On that day, just like me and you, mate. On our day, we'll beat anybody. Oh, we should mention this final for that's coming up on Sunday. The uh, Asian Champions, uh, the Asian Champions Trophy for women. Uh, Sunday, it'll be on 12.45 and the final will be at 3 o'clock local time. Um, yeah, keep an eye on our Twitter and we'll definitely, we'll yeah, definitely yeah. post a link to that. There's different pages that come up and different links that come up for the individual games. That makes it so two not, o'clock so Asian. not just one page time. that you can look at. That's two o'clock Sunday afternoon our time, yeah, we'll, so that we'll, makes we'll, it. We'll post for it. London, yeah. seven hours. Check, it, check us out on Twitter at the reverse stick, um, and you'll be able to get hold of us there. Uh, maybe on Facebook. Twitter's Twitter. a bit more convenient yeah, just yeah. to, just to get the, the, the link out there. And it's a bit more instantaneous too. People tend to pick up on it quicker on there, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but lo- lots more going on. There's the, uh, South Africa varsity hockey tournaments going on there. Get online. You can check out. There's loads of results going on there and finals are coming up this weekend. Um, where do we go? Germany. Uh, uh the men's things are getting to the pointy end. They're the double weekend of games just gone. Um, Rottweiss Cole, Ullenhurst Mulheim and Mannheimer are all into the playoffs. Um, Harvest Huda uh, are likely to join them. They've got a break this weekend because um, Germany are, are playing a series in Ireland. So um, some international action happening there for the boys in preparation for the World Cup and the Champions Trophy coming up. Uh, in Scotland, they had the grand finals this weekend in the women's. Uh, Edinburgh Uni with 3-1 winners in the shootout over Clydesdale Western and in the men's uh, Groves Mingus Hill 3-1 winners over Grange I'm assuming Mingus Hill I was always taught as a, a, with, with, with Scottish grandparents there was a, a store in the UK called John Menzies if you lived in England but John Mingus if you lived in Scotland um, so I'm, I'm hoping that Menzies Hill is Mingus and I'm staying true to the blood. Uh, over in Belgium, KHC Dragons, uh, they had a 4-4 draw in the second leg against Waterloo Ducks um, in the playoffs there, but they'd already had a 5-1 win in the first leg, so that gave them four titles in a row and 11 in total. Uh, Waterloo Ducks, of course, finished regular season winners there. That was Arthur Van Doren's last game for KHC Dragons before he makes his way to Bloemendaal. Uh, third Euros big move big move yeah the third uh, of course uh, he's a very good player for both young and old isn't he 
two-time winner of the Rising Star. Um, like comet keeps so yeah, coming back. The third EHR spot goes to Royal Leopold there after beating Racing in the uh, uh, third, fourth playoff game. Where else do we go? Spain, Euro spots, uh, uh, regular league winners, Real Club de Polo, they've already taken it. Of course, it. next year's they, Euro spots. The next year's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Real Club de Polo were top of the Waza there. Um, if Spain keep three spots, depending on how the rankings start uh, finish out from the end of the year, then the Copa del Rey winners Club Agarra, they'll get the third spot. The second spot is up for grabs for the winner of the National Championship Playoffs, which is coming up. That's all been sorted out after last weekend's results. So coming up is Junior FC versus CD Terrassa, uh, Racing Club de Polo versus uh, RS Tennis, Club de Campo versus FC Barcelona, and Oriol Pedemacau's Athletic Terrassa versus Club Egara. So yeah, that, that'll guarantee the second spot for an EHL space there. Where else can we go? Uh, over to the Dutch Men's League, Kampong. They're you one did up. Do some research. They're one up in the three-game series against Amsterdam, um, courtesy of another shootout win, um, showdown. If you're uh, if you're in South African, Tyron, big shout out. Um, so shootout, shootout. Davy <laughs> Hart has uh, been in supreme form in the shootout format. And, uh, Did you see the one he booted across? <laughs> Just, he's in good form, yeah. Is it, do you know what? He's a very good goalkeeper. He is. He's a very good goalkeeper. Someone should I write a song about him. They should him. write a song about him. Somebody should. Uh, in France, uh, Saint-Germain are set to take on FC Lyon in the French Grand Final. This is in the men's hockey once again. Not a lot of news out there for A-grade women's hockey, um, ladies and gentlemen. So... Just a shout out to the brothers and sisters out there. Um, can we can we work on the media a bit more, please? Thank you very much. Uh, but Campon going well and tracking well for um, an unbelievable season. You know, just uh, sensational stuff. What else have we got here, John? <sighs> Scotland. I can't read that handwriting, mate. You're going to have to leave that. Oh well, there's also that's it. That's it. That's it for news. The rest is all it's all going to be about stuff? opinion. Okay, oh, well, let's go upcoming. Up, up, upcoming because of course Euro hockey kicks off big time this weekend with all sorts of stuff going on a uh, couple of big events the Euro Hockey Club Cup for Women is happening in London it's by the time you hear this they'll be halfway through the contest uh, the finals coming up on Sunday Mannheimer and UHC Hamburg kick the whole tournament off on uh, the 17th then it's AH and BC Amsterdam taking on UCD Ladies from Ireland uh, Herg, Herg oh, I always get this. Herten Gospers, Bosch, Bosch, Yeah, go with it. Uh, from the Netherlands are taking on Victoria Smolovici from Belarus. And the last game of the day will be Club Campo de Madrid taking on the hosts in a way, Surbiton. The good people at Euro Hockey have, uh, have been in touch and we've got the press release here John with everything about the stream that's going on over the weekend oh lay it down so uh, first up is Euro Hockey Club Challenge for Helsinki yep starts at 12 noon on the 17th of May so all the, the, the all four events are being streamed live on the Euro um, Hockey Euro, TV yeah yeah, yeah unreal yeah, yeah, um, site so uh, Euro Hockey Club Cup Surbiton 
starts just 15 minutes later at 12.15. The commentary will be led by the legendary voice of hockey, Nick Irvin. Shout out to Nick, uh, his co-commentator. We are delighted to announce today is gold Olympian, Maddie Hinch. Um, then you can get onto the site and Maddie says lots of nice things about what she's doing. In addition, Edinburgh University has undertaken to stream the Euro Hockey Club Challenge 1 Women, which gets going on the 18th of May at 10am. Finally, the medal games of the Euro Hockey Club Trophy Men Vienna will be streamed. They are at 1.30 and 3.45 on the 21st of May. Wow, so much the hockey going The EHF Director General Angus Kirkland is very pleased that so many of these events will be on the Euro Hockey TV channel. It's really gr- great to have so many of our club events being streamed. Currently, we have 55,000 subscribers to Euro Hockey TV. When we set up, set up our OTT platform with Sport Radar, we envisioned working hard with our member associates Hang on, sorry. We envisioned that our channel would become <laughs> a home for hockey streaming in Europe. We are working hard with our member associations to make this happen. Having these club events on the channel is really great for the fans who cannot travel to the various venues and indeed who are interested in more than their own club's games. It's quite an undertaking to get four of the ten venues streamed and we hope that we continue to build the channel to ensure that our athletes are showcased to fans all over the world. Here, here. Mate, let's, let's just go through some of this very quickly well, you've got Whitchurch from Wales Hockey Club Zelina from Croatia this is the Euro I'm just reading out doesn't matter what level or grade they're playing at Grammarians uh, Hockey Club Lipovsi well, in yeah, Slovenia yeah, Clubs from Gibraltar um, Clubs from Wales from Turkey that's it from Finland um, from Slovenia Norway, Bulgaria Hungary yeah. Finland uh, just all of, it's just brilliant competition and I don't think it's going to matter what you watch of it, you're going to see some good hockey. Obviously, you know, the higher up the grades you go, the, probably the more intense it'll get, but these guys will be going hard regardless but of good, grade. Good, good and hockey. women, the women too, there's women, men's hockey, it's just all over the place. Here's the thing though, John, a good game of hockey can be viewed at every different level and grade. It might not be as polished um, low, the lower down you go, but you could certainly watch a very, very good game of hockey, and I'm talking about all the way down to your level, mate. Oh, all the way down. Well, you would have witnessed. I, I mean, to my game. level, mate. Yeah, that's better. Edit that. No, no. Unless you want me to edit in words like try hard, used to be wannabes, or something like that. Can we put those? Never in was. There? Never wases. Yeah. Oh dear. And and look, the whole Euro Club hockey. Extravaganza that is on over the next weekend. It sort of spreads across the next two weekends. Well, of course, the Euro Hockey Club Cup ha- happening at Surbiton. Oh, it is. I, d- too, I did yeah. see that there were a thousand school children have been invited along to the opening days games for free. So that's fantastic exposure for the game. Um, <clears throat> if you check out the hockeypaper.co.uk, uh, Rod Gilmore's got a couple of pieces in there. One super piece on the success story of the Surbiton women over the past few seasons, um, with an interview with the coach Brett, uh, Brett Garrett there. Um, there's also another piece on um, the hockeypaper.co.uk with Georgie Twig on club life with Surbiton and uh, fitting back into club life after stepping away from the international stage. Um, there's also another little thing on there about Fan Central being launched from Hockey England. Um, ahead of the Vitality Women's yeah. World Cup. Um, so it looks as though there's lots of good stuff happening ahead of such a massive tournament. I saw Alan Gormley tweeted this week that he's involved in some kind of um, mock 
World Cup where the actual World Cup's going to be there that the kids involved um, in the tournament can see the real World Cup so the buzz is starting to happen there in the UK which is fantastic to see Special shout out from me to uh, Monkstown Hockey Club their women playing in the Euro Club Trophy in Ireland 18th to the 21st of May good luck girls but good luck to all the teams on all of the competitions but just a special one for there and uh, culminating of course with the Euro Hockey League final it's a pity they're not playing this tournament at the same time as the women's tournament. Oh, we've spoken about it before. We'd love to see the men's and women's finals of the Euro Hockey League, the top level, be played together. It would be a fantastic carnival of hockey over a weekend, and it could be easy, easily done. Because there's only really four games, and uh, they're looking at this stage for that weekend of hockey. Kampong taking on Royal Heracles and Bloomingdale taking on Rattledown. If you could add the uh, four women's teams into that weekend, gee, what a great tournament that would be. Uh, it would just make sense, wouldn't it? And uh, what, I f- what I find interesting is is that it's very easy for me to find out information on the men's top leagues in, in those certain areas that we spoke about before, in Spain, in Germany, yeah, yeah. in Holland, in, in, in the Netherlands, you know, um, in Belgium. And... It's not so prominent now. Now there's two ways to look at it. Uh, Stephen Finn later and EHL are doing a great job in promoting their product and, and selling that information about the teams that are making their way into the Euro system and um, how they're performing domestically. So it's not quite his remit to be writing about something outside of that. We need that happening, representing the women's side as well, and we need an elevation of the Euro Hockey Club Cup to EHL standard. Oh, uh, yeah. And the, stand, stand, and, and the standards stand, are wrong words. You know, standing. Standing, yeah, yeah. Standing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and you know, the same with Hockey India League. But that's, that's a story for another day. Time now for our feature interview. Well, yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah, a, fe- a feature interview. More, more like just bringing a mate up for a chat. Um, <laughs> As it turns out. But we'd, uh, it's, yeah, we'd, I wanted to catch up with a, a, a friend who's who's left Perth in in Australia here to to go and do some work for a couple of years over in uh, Japan, and was interested to see what his hockey journey has been and how he's got involved with hockey over there and what club hockey's like. So uh, we gave him a call. You are listening to the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast, and uh, we talked a little bit earlier on, John, about Japan, and it raised. Uh, I had a little thought about a mate of mine that I played hockey with for a number of years here at Fremantle, who recently made the switch over to uh, to go and live in Japan with work for a while, and uh, I thought, what a great time to catch up with Yorma and just see what it's like as somebody coming from the Australian hockey system as a club player to go over to Japan and, and find a club um, and get involved with playing hockey locally. So, Yorma, welcome to the Reverse Stick. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. It's good to hear your voice, man. We haven't spoken for a while, and uh, but we have had some engagement on, on social media. Now, uh, you've played for a number of years here in Western Australia and work's taking you um, over to Japan. Um <coughs> How, how did you go about finding some hockey? I know you've been playing some hockey, so how did you go about find, finding a club? Um, well, I guess I, I did what most people do, and I just jump on Google straight away. Um, 
But uh, when you jump on Google over here, the first sort of things that come up are ice hockey clubs and, and street hockey. There's, field hockey is not that uh, popular over here. Um, so I, I searched around on Google for a little while and um, there was a few sites that were pointing me in different directions and quite a, a lot of them were in Japanese. And um, although my speaking ability is quite good, my reading uh, ability is not great. So I was struggling to start off. Um, and I got a little bit lazy after a while. But um, one night, my boss actually invited me out to dinner with um, one of his ex-colleagues. And um, we just got talk- talking about what kind of sports we do. And I said, oh, I do hockey, and I'm looking to do hockey over here. And he said, oh, actually, I know a guy that's an umpire. Um, he does he does international games, and he's a member of the Japan um, Hockey Association. And so he basically gave me his contacts, and that's sort of how it started off. That's a lucky find then. Yeah, very lucky. Yeah. So uh, you got you got hold of some contacts. What was the next step? Um, so the next steps basically, um, he sent me a couple of uh, links to check out, and some of the links were the ones that I, I found on Google as well. Um, gave me a couple of names, um, but the interesting thing was, I mean, at that time the the um, the season was sort of just finishing. Um, so he actually su- suggested, oh, why don't you just get involved with a social um, team? Um, just sort of like a, a summer social team like we have in, in Perth. Um, and so he gave me those details and I just rocked up to, to one of their social days, uh, joined in for a couple of games and then um, after a few times attending, um, when the seasons came around again, um, one of the guys said, hey, do you have a team? Do you want to play without and play with us? And so that's basically what happened. So what were your first impressions of um, of the social side of things? Is it very social? You know, I know what social is like over here. <laughs> yeah, uh, more social than uh, in Perth. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, playing playing social in, um, in Australia can be... Quite similar to to the proper season, at times, but <laughs> over here, um, it's it's very social. Um, just pushes, no lifting. Um, everybody's friendly. Like if you know somebody hits you on the foot, they come and apologise to you. And then, um, and then afterwards, um, most of us go out for dinner and for drinks. Um, and so yeah, very, it's it's very social. The the people that attend these social games they're very into hockey and they love hockey so so it's just a great atmosphere and those people they're playing for then in, in a regular season for clubs some are and some aren't um, over here I think quite a lot of people once they graduate from university they find it hard to find time um, to, to carry on with their sports um, so there's some people that you know work on the weekends, so they couldn't commit to a club. Um, but you know, if they had a weekend off, they'll come and play some social hockey. And so, uh, what does game day look like? Where, where, where are the fields that you play? Are they at universities? And and what is there? You know, does anyone hang around afterwards? What what's what's the feel to the, the game day? Um, in, in terms of social or in terms just, of um, yeah, all, all, all up from you know get get into all a ground up. and um, you know what what are the facilities that are there where where, where are the games played? Okay, uh, well, firstly with social, um, the place that we usually meet up is actually on a baseball field. So on the outer 
outer baseball pitch that's like they've got synthetic grass and so we just mark up a field and we've got a couple of goals put them up and and play away um but in terms of the more sort of proper league style games yeah usually it's at um university grounds um not and obviously not all universities will have have grounds um but there there are some around dotted around the place and um also there's an old, um, what they call an Olympic park. I think they hosted the Olympics there quite some, some years ago. Um, and there's a hockey ground there as well, and that's where they have the um, national finals. So. Yorma, do clubs have their own home grounds, or is it more there's a few turfs dotted around and they sort of share the ground? Um well, that's the thing. With the club set up here, it's a little bit different to Australia. So, so Australia, um, you know, we have local clubs like Fremantle Hockey Club. Um, whereas over here, majority of the clubs are university clubs or old boys or old girls clubs. Um, and so the universities um, that play hockey usually would have their own grounds. Um, but with the, like the old boys and the old girls... Um, they would usually just borrow a turf from a, a university close by. And then would there be a gathering? Would there be dinner after the game? Would there be, dare I say, a, um, a cool a cool beverage for refreshment after the game? <laughs> uh, usually not at the grounds. Um, so in my experience, uh, we'd usually play play a game, um, you know, ref- freshen up. Um, with a shower or whatever and um, just go to the local pub or bar or, or eatery. Um, yeah, there's there's not really a club facility like we have, have in um, Perth where you can you know, just straight after the game go into the club rooms, have a drink, have some chips, have a chit-chat. You have to actually go to a restaurant or uh, that sort of establishment. Yeah. What, what about um, on during the actual games itself? Like, here in Perth, there's quite a lot of rituals that we have. So, um, the home team will team will run out first into the centre line, and the the away team will run on afterwards and be clapped on by the opposition. Then there'll be the mm. three cheers for the opposition, and then after the game, there's the three cheers for the opposition. And if they've been really good, three cheers for the umpires. Um, yeah. Very rarely does that happen, but you know, if they've been really good, it does in your happen. Games. Have, is, is there, are there any kind of similar rituals that happen in the games there, or nothing like that happens? at all or something totally different um yeah from i mean from what i've seen and what i've experienced uh, a lot of bowing <laughs> um, not really Is it just uh, to the umpires hands. Uh, yeah bowing bowing to the umpires so um you know I, obviously i'm used to the sort of perth, perth one where we you know shake hands after the games and and before the game and three cheers for the opposite team etc um, but over here, we sort of line up on the sideline, facing out, um, and the, the umpires sort of stand in front of us, and we, we all bow together and, and then get on the field and, and, and start. There's not really much shaking of the hands of um, individual players and, and umpires and that sort of stuff. Yeah. What about... Uh, you, you played in Perth, and you've obviously played with Matt Yorma. How does the interaction between umpire and player go is it bowing there or is it once you get on the field those sorts of things are the same globally oh it's, it's pretty similar globally <laughs> um although over here i've noticed that the umpire is a lot quicker to pull out a card 
Um, so they won't let much um, back chat go on at all. Um, so Matt would be in trouble over here. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> if, if people keep listening to the end of the podcast, they'll hear a story about that from last weekend's game, Yorma. <laughs> he scored right. another goal, Yorma, believe it or not. Oh, wow, okay. Two, two and two, much. mate, and I'll tell you what, I was on yeah. fire at training on yeah, Monday uh, night. It's about anyway. hockey in Japan, thank anyway. you very much. Back on track. <laughs> so, you know... Um, you, you, you'd recommend if somebody was, um, you know, going to land in Japan and um, wanted to get involved. There's, it's a it's a welcoming um, thing to do, to get involved with the club. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. They're they're very um, friendly and social over here. Um, it's it's a great way to uh, you know have a Saturday night out or something. There's there's actually a social game this weekend which I'll, I'll probably attend and. You know, a couple of hours of hockey um, with probably 10-minute games each and mixing around with everybody and then afterwards go for a drink and dinner. Um, so it's a great way to meet people and, and, and be more social. Yeah. Yom, obviously Tokyo is going to be hosting the 2020 Olympics. Uh, yes. Has there been much... Oh, obviously, there would be a lot of excitement starting to be generated about that, but has hockey got into the conversation anywhere? Um, to be honest... I haven't really talked to many hockey players about the Olympics. Um, they the only things that I've heard is that I think there's a bit more focus on it. And um, one of my my teammates actually, his um, younger brother is going to be about the right age to to qualify for the team. Um, so I understand that they're already looking at um, who could potentially be playing in the 2020 uh, team. Um, and doing the training, etc. Um, but apart from that, I haven't heard too much about it. Does There's quite a lot of construction going on around the place, though. So. Does, it, yeah, does yeah. the sport get much exposure generally? Is it something like the league championship game might get reported on, or is it just completely underground and hidden? Um, I mean, I don't think you'd see it on TV. Uh, maybe in the local papers. Um, but... I haven't, I haven't really seen anything in the in the papers that that I'm aware of. Um, maybe I'm just not in the loop. But well, you went along it's, to the gra- grand final day uh, from the end of last season, didn't you? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. And, and what 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 was that? What what kind of spectacle was that? Um, very different, uh, I guess, to to. Um, the way we we cheer on the teams, um, <clears throat> that that's the biggest thing. That the chanting was was a little bit different. It was like a a, a song, I guess. I, I guess it's a similar to you know um, us singing a club song, but um, I guess that doesn't happen as much uh, in in games in, in Perth. But there was a lot of sort of singing, singing and chanting. And if you've seen any um, uh, Japanese people at you know nat- um, World Cup soccer games etc. They have those little batons where they that they hit together instead of clapping their hands. And yeah. stuff. So so that's quite that's that was um, very prevalent. Uh, all, all sounds a bit North yeah. Korea really. Doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> all chanting and marching and stuff. So how many people would yeah. do you reckon were down there for those uh, for the finals? Oh. Um, mm. Not that many, to be honest. It would have. Fifteen hundred. It would have even. I don't think it would have even got to a thousand. No. Uh, no, I don't. The the stands weren't completely full, so. I um, mean, it wasn't a big stadium, so. 
as disappointing as that is, I don't think Japan's alone there. Yeah. So just before we let you go, Yorma, uh, big shout out then for the uh, the club that you're playing for. You're playing for the. Uh, it's W H E T Tokyo. So WEC Tokyo. Catchy name. Don't don't ask me what it what it stands for. I'm I'm a little bit unsure. Do you have a do you have, do you have a nickname we could use instead? Something like I don't know a, a giraffes or something. <laughs> Uh, they, we just we just usually just say weck. So yeah, weck, weck, <laughs> weck, yeah, weck, man. It's weck. That will catch yep. on. Don't worry. <laughs> Yorma, thanks so much for your time today, mate. And uh, look, hopefully we'll see you back al- alongside uh, us on the field here in Perth one day. But until we yeah. do, enjoy your hockey in Japan and uh, yeah. best of luck with it, buddy. Not a problem. Uh, can I just say add one thing before I go? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And this is this is something that I was quite surprised about when I came over. As we've talked about, it's not that um, popular over here. Hockey's not that popular. However, I, the the standards are, are quite high, Con- considering most people only start um, in sort of upper senior high school or or in university. Um, but that's because once they join a club, they're sort of training four, four to six times a week with yeah. you know game game every weekend. Um, so a lot different to to Australia, I think. Um, so yeah, even even if there's no local clubs, once they get involved with a university club or high school club, they're training a lot every day, a couple of hours every day. Well, I mean, and that goes to show this, you know, the, the the standard that we see from both the the men and the women's team, and obviously from quite a low pool from what you you're reporting there. Mm, yeah. Well, they're both, you know, the, especially the women, they're doing very well, I would say, considering what you've just told us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's very rare to see um, people starting um, in primary school or even junior high school. It's generally. Um, senior high school or university that they start. If Japan took hockey seriously, I mean, it started becoming a little bit of a national passion. How could they, good could they be? Because it strikes me as a game that would suit them very well. Yeah, I mean, I think they would be pretty good. Um, I mean, the level that I've seen, seen in the national team, I mean, national um, championships was very high. Um, even the second division was very high. I, I think they could they could be pretty strong um, however I'm not sure about their training uh, methods I mean they really push them hard and there's a lot of there's a lot of training they don't get much break they're basically training every day when they're serious um, so it, I think it's from what I've experienced over in Perth with other sports and um, when I were, was in a club over here doing another sport um, the training sort of regimes were, were a lot tougher over here and a lot stricter. Um, whether that's good for body recovery or not, I'm not sure. But that's how they like to do it over here. A lot of hours on the on the field and training. Yeah, but when you when you first got there, did you did you get a bit of a sense of a feeling? They thought, oh, who's this Australian bloke? I've got to take the Australian on because Australians are good at hockey. <laughs> yeah, they automatically thought I was good because I was. Um, Australian, so I had to reassure them um, that I wasn't, and I think they found out pretty quickly when I, when I missed a few sinners in front of goals. So, <laughs> gotta get behind the ball, Yorma. Get behind the ball. <laughs> Don't start talking goal scoring with Matt, okay? <laughs> yeah. it off at the moment. 
you're, it sounds like your tea's almost ready there. Um, yes. So we're not yes, going to hold you back any longer. Great to speak to you, mate. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch up soon. All right. Thanks, guys. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Yorma. That's excellent. Cheers. Yeah, that's perfect, mate. We'll leave you to it. Enjoy your tea, and um, you take care of yourself, buddy. We'll speak soon. Awesome. Thank you, guys. You're listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast, and that was Yorma Thompson, our feature interview this week. He's in Japan, and he's playing hockey. Uh, he's not playing in the national setup anywhere. He's doing what most hockey players do, and that's trudge around for his club every weekend. And he seems to be really enjoying it. Yeah, it, yeah, fun, it's fantastic. And look, he, he's a good club mate from back here. Yeah. Solid, solid lad, solid club man. And uh, I, anybody that decides to travel overseas, I always say, try and find a club. Keep playing hockey. Keep playing hockey. Purely on a selfish level, because I want them to be of a, of a reasonable standard when they come back again. But uh, <laughs> but it's important socially. It's important, and it can be great to to, yeah, to get into a local community. During that interview, Yorman did mention, you know, the difficulties he had in trying to find a club there, in you know, language barriers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yep. Perhaps if um, something like Scored had been around. Well, it was, but we're, you know, it's only just getting off the ground. But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we, we, second mention of the show for Oriel from oh, Scored, yeah. scored <laughs> um, Athletic Terrasa and, and, and Scored. So, uh, yeah, great platform. I've just been getting on today actually and put, putting our club on there and setting that profile up. Um, there's lots of exciting things happening with the site there. So do get on to Scored, S-C-O-R-R-D dot com and, uh, yeah. Just get get yourself registered. I've just had a bit of fun just putting putting my profile and putting some of my uh, skills and attributes in there. You, yeah. you can have some fun with it. Just while we're on scored, a little mention out there to Oriel because I was chatting to my brother who listens to our podcast. He lives in an, in another country and uh, he's a few behind. But he did say to me the other day when I managed to chat to him that um, he he wished he'd known about scored before. Uh, because it's something that he could very well have used. He's travelled around a bit and he's always yeah. keen for a game of hockey and he loves it. So, um, well done to everybody that scored. It's, it's something that, that we'll, if, you know, we can get hockey behind it, like a lot of other things in hockey, if we can get hockey people behind it, it it's got a lot of room wouldn't for growth. Would, would, wouldn't it be great if you could actually have that opportunity to pick up a game? Yeah. Like a game. I'm in I'd town, to I'm in to town it. for the weekend, but like you say, it needs Everybody on board, clubs to get registered and and be available and contactable. It's it's all there. It's all there, isn't it? We had Terry Walsh on here talking about growing up in Kalgoorlie playing hockey. Now, I, I in my younger days, I spent a bit of time in Kalgoorlie, working in and out of the town. And to have a, to be able to do that on online, as you couldn't in those days anyway, but without having to sort of try and make time out of your work day or trying to fudge things left, right and centred so you could go along and try and be at the same ground at the same time as someone who was going to be there that could help you out. Yeah. To be able to do all that sort of stuff online, it would have been brilliant. I would have picked up games. I did play a season down at Boddington, local country town there. That was quite an interesting experience. But, you know, to, to be able to travel and play the game with, at the same with, time would be brilliant. games, that was all you picked up? Hey, yeah, yes. I on. was a single. I was not moving a single on, man in those on. days. Do we? 
Well, talking about country Australia, look, we've got so much to get through. I'm just going to tick through my list, but uh, okay, you there's some off. good work being done by hockey, um, hockey Brisbane and Hockey Western Australia. There are live games being streamed over yep. the weekends quite frequently at the moment, so check out both of their feeds online. Hockey Brisbane, Hockey Western Australia. The Hockey Western Australia stuff from the Premier League uh, is being commentated on by Ashley Morrison, good friend of the show. Um, and well done, Ash, yeah, for getting that deal together. Some top-level top hockey happening there, both men's and women's games being streamed on most weekends. Uh, yeah. but it's, not a, it's not a game every weekend, but um, you know, keep up to... In fact, yeah. Befriend Ashley on Facebook or something like that because he'll keep you up to date with the details as they go along. Yeah. Uh, what else have you got in your list of things to talk about? Uh, Keely, uh, umpire manager in Cochabamba. Cochabamba. There's her role. She's not sitting in a box doing nothing. She's uh, mentoring and she's coaching the third team. She's the second team for the third team. What? She, she's co- she's an umpire manager. She's a very good umpire. But you don't know that. You you probably wouldn't say that if you. <laughs> she's probably too good for your standards. No, she'd be great. <laughs> Get out of it. You know that I'm a very fair and honest player. You looked a bit warm at the weekend, mate. I tell you. That. That's because it was 32 degrees Celsius, and we were in the in the sun. 30.9. Half the field was in the shade, but yeah. Oh, it was hot. Come on. Yeah, no fair play. Yeah, but no, it was. It was yes. hot, but. You know, not hot enough for English hockey not to think that they can't change their season around. Well, look, I, I, I think, I think, mate, I think it's a really valid point, and I think the 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 excuse that hockey players and cricket players uh, play the alternate season that's kind of gone out of, out of the UK now. It's a it's a, it's I a think pretty it's rare gone thing. Out of out of ever, all sport because kids are being asked at such a young age yeah. now to make a decision that it doesn't matter. But it's also nine, you get eight nine month sports, don't you, on on the length of the season. Well, unless you're playing in the Pro League, might be an 11-month sport. Okay, you got anything? I've got one thing I'd like to talk about. I've just got to pull out the little press release here. I had it chucked away somewhere. Just, just um, a couple of things on a sad note, just to, to pass oh, through. Oh, yeah, yeah. Passing of uh, uh, Pakistani goalkeeping hockey legend Manzur Ahmed. Um, Fairly recently, Very we, sad we, news. we we spoke over the past couple of shows with regard to um, heart problems, and uh, unfortunately, it's passed. So our condolences to uh, Pakistani hockey community, and of course, the friends and the family of Mantur Ahmed, and also the passing of Liz Chase, um, African hockey legend, Zimbabwe, um, Moscow 1980 gold medal winning player. Um, and a legend of the game in Africa um, has uh, recently passed as well. So we wish you farewell and good wishes to the big hockey field in the sky. And um, it's appropriate that people remember that uh, Africa does have a hockey legacy and that Africa does have a rich hockey history as well, and we should acknowledge that and (laughs) we should be reigniting it. And Africa could be a powerhouse of the game. But it's interesting. You look, you look back at the records of the success of some like Ken, Kenya. Um, yep. Late early eighties were a, a strong hockey nation and competing on a on a on a global scale. Yep. Oh, look, it, it's all there to happen, and it's, it's such rich, fertile ground for development too. Um, 
perhaps similar well, place. Well, look, look at how the, 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 the here we go, Namibian, Namibian, <laughs> <laughs> the Namibian girls um, went into a World Cup and, of course, qualified on behalf of Africa there. Well, nothing is impossible in the hockey world if you put the effort in. You can get there. Iranian men's indoor team proved that. There's lots of teams that have proved it over the years. Talking about the impossible, what about uh, winning The Voice in the USA? Is that oh, impossible? Bryn. No, it is not. We've got to get Bryn in there. If you could possibly cheat on the internet and make a vote, do it. If you're in America, just vote anyway for Bryn. Bryn Cartelli? That's the one. Vote Bryn in. She sang. Vote what was Bryn it? in. She did some duet Vote the other Bryn day, in. but they sang a Rolling Stones song. So that's enough of a reason for me. She sang a Rolling Stones song. Get her in there, and um, then she can be part of the All Star World Eleven taking on the Reverse Stick World Eleven in the preview match to the World Cup final. Yes, maybe if it ever happened. Um, Dream big, my friend. Did I tell you about France? I t- I t- did I, did I say? Yeah, you mentioned France. I, I, just on the, just going back on the news, make sure. Vive la France. Saint Germain taking on FCB. Yeah, yeah, you, you did, did, all, did, you did the right. news bits. Okay. Um, couple other things before we move on to feedback and whatever. Oh, we've got a big discussion point actually. Uh, what is it? Co- well, coaching changes, couple of things. Scotland women's coach, um, Gordon Shepherd, uh, they've uh, gone their separate ways the week before last. David Guest has moved away from the program with the Hockey Ruse. Yeah. And, of course, Bobby Crutchley. Big surprise. Very, very uh, fresh news has uh, stepped away from the uh, England men's coaching job. The tweet from Bobby read, It's been a very difficult decision, but feel the time is right to step down. I've been fortunate to work with so many amazing athletes, support staff, officials and volunteers as well as compete against many fantastic opponents. I would like to, I would like to say thank you to them all. 381 likes for that and uh, 35 retweets. Very popular. Now, um, Bobby has reasons that he would have thought about very hard and long, I'm sure. It seems a bit of a surprise, you'd think, in the, in the lead up to what's ahead. Um, what is the right time for a coach to leave? Well, <laughs> <laughs> irrespective exactly of the circumstances it. surrounding this departure, what is the top right? Is the right time for a coach to leave uh, when he thinks he's got the players to a level that he can no longer take them any higher, but he can see that they can go higher? Well, that, well, that's a, that's a very good point. So you stay, or is it you, the other well, way around? Well, no, but you stay you stay on that and you look at the um, results from Commonwealth Games yeah. uh, for England. Um, he's been in the, in the job five years. You look at Rio results, disappointing again. They're a team that quite often flatter to deceive. They think, oh, okay. God, they can, they can do this. But then I, I can't not think about the comment you made a few weeks ago about the goal from maybe Ollie yeah, Willers yeah, yeah, yeah. and Sultan Aslan Shah or something, yeah. one of the tournaments. Yep, yep, yep. Um, with that huge celebration at not a lot, it didn't really mean a lot in the context of the tournament and the, the team and really. and everything else. It was nice. Um, yeah, but if, but I, I then look at the previous tweet from Bobby, which says being able to look back at history and compare it to modern day is a major reason why we love sport. 
we should be careful about looking to make too many changes for perceived commercial benefits. Um, and then it, it, it's a retweet of a, a 1924 um, 400 metres versus a 2016 400 metres and all the emotion that, go, that goes around with it. Um, and he's talking about the essence of sport there. Yeah. And we've got to be so careful about that with hockey, haven't we? Uh, oh, we need the TV deal. We need... Will it matter to a lot of people? Probably not. You know, probably not. Oh, well, the sad reality is that if you want to have the sort of competitions and the sort of professional level of of the game, then you're going to have to suck up the TV money, aren't you? Because you're not getting it any other way. Yeah, there's only TV money. People have, there's what people watching the game. And when you've got India versus China playing, and there's 250 bloody people watching it. And let's face it, I mean, in, in the modern era, that um, internet is as easily accessible as free-to-air television for a lot of people. Okay, so it comes down to sharing, it comes down to marketing, and it comes down to us having ownership, and I'm talking to you that, that's listening now, it's up to us to have ownership of it, and rather than just go, oh, I can't be as asked to share that well, thing. No, it is no problem us whinging about that on this program because everybody that's listening to this program thinks that anyway. Don't, I mean, we get that's the response we get from people that, that listen and, and converse with us is that they think the same things. Shout out to Tansy Lee. He's just responded to something on Twitter. Thanks, Tans. Hashtag TRS World 11. Uh, what else we got? Oh, are we going to go to our special correspondent? Well, well, we should. I think we should play the sting first to give him like a, a little bit of a a buffer from the rest of the show, so people can stand out. He needs a buffer. The reverse stick wishes to advise that the following segment contains obscene language, adult themes, and two grown men who should know better than to giggle at rude words. views and expressions in the following segment are not necessarily those of the reverse stick. No, that's right. But <laughs> if you get inspiration from what, what you're about to hear and you're out there in the hockey world and you go, yeah, I could do something like that. I can contribute to the reverse stick. I've, I've got something to say on the world of hockey. And it can be at a very, very local level. It can be an international level. It can be on a stratospheric level. Uh, a bit like what you're going to hear very soon um, get involved send your audio to us you can get it to us matt or john at net. we're very easy to get hold of um, now we, we have had some uh, input from a correspondent um, someone who is wishing to join the team as a cadet who, uh, who would love to learn the ropes with us and um, I think he's got a bright future, John. I think he's got a bright future in the game. Oh, potentially a bright future. Just do what we do, son. Do what we tell you, son. Just, uh, you know, make us a cup of tea and uh, get the sausage roll ready. Or, or of course, ham and cheese toasty. Ham and cheese. As long as you get a nice, crispy outside. If if it's soggy toast. I know how to make him. You need to tell it to Griffin Fatcut. That's our new correspondent on the program. We're, we're running some test pieces from Griffin this week to, uh, to see if you out there in the hockey land think that this is the sort of reporting we as hockey fans should be subject to. 
And look, if you don't like it, do something better. If you really don't like it, let us know and we'll pull it. Oh, geez, we'll pull it. (laughs) Very quickly. And uh, believe me, the fact that we're playing any of these pieces at all has nothing to do with the photographs that were taken on that end of season trip. Okay, nothing whatsoever. So th- this is the first... Well, it's not... Do we, which way do we play these? Do we uh, go the, the match reports first or... Well, let's go back to the original piece that I received a week a week or so ago and it, it took me a while to pass that on to you. Um, this is a preview to a particular match? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's take you back 10 days in history. Yes, and welcome to this uh, edition of the Revolting Stick. It's uh, Griffin Fatguts here, and today we're going to focus on the DV340s Derby down at Stevens Reserve, and it's getting pretty heated already, and um, you've got Tommy Johnson, fucking agitator, ringing, saying he's going to order in some Irish and English tea and Ackroyd parking for the Griffins. I'm fucked if I know why, and Matty Allen's trumped in. I think he's got a few ambulances ready there to... Uh, Escort some of the Griffins home to Buzzacott and he's sitting in hopefully one or two pieces. So it's already a fucking shit fight from the world go. And egg it all on, there'll be the Diddy 240s up on the balcony full of bloody piss with expert fucking comments. And I can tell you it'll be loved and enjoyed by the whole coffee community. So that's signing off now for the revolting stick. Griffin fat guts, thanks for listening. Do we mention he might use some fruity language? Uh, we did. I hope you got. <laughs> I hope you've gone back and done a bit of production and got some beeps over some of it because. No. What? No. Okay. Well, we need to do a, a warning at, back at the top of the show. All right. At the very beginning of the show. At the very beginning of the show. So uh, we'll record that later and we'll edit it at the front. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. No, we will. We'll do that. Look, that was Griffin's first report. It was about a game involving our particular club versus Griffin's particular club in a particular age group at a particular level where there has been a particular rivalry from some years. Um, yes. What do you reckon? Is that is that a fair preview of the game? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. How many pieces did you think they'd be going home <laughs> I have a little bit of banter with the correspondent occasionally. Um, he is known to me. He not, won't necess- necessarily be known to our listeners. Probably best you don't know him. Um, but, uh, yeah, we had a bit of pre-game. Even though I wasn't involved in the game, it's always fun to uh, get people fired up. Look, following uh, that report, we received another report from Griffin, which uh, was a post-match report of the grudge match. Yes, well, we're here tonight to wrap up the derby. It's uh, Griffin Fat Guts, and they're coming here for your latest edition of the Revolting Stick. And yes, the eyes are focused on the derby down at uh, Stevens Reserve today. One all draw. Um... A bit of an incident in the uh, scenario. One bloke was complaining about uh, some guy yelling in his ear, which I thought was uh, rather inappropriate for a derby atmosphere. But nevertheless, we uh, we probably should have won today and all the other weeks, but we did not. <laughs> so um, that's pretty fucked. This is uh, that cat signing off for the revolting stick. Thanks for listening. Uh, we couldn't subject the listeners there to his actual real name. Um, the Derby atmosphere, eh? What do you reckon to that? 
Oh, I love the idea of there being a derby atmosphere. I think it's fantastic. I love the idea. I love that. We should have won every game, but we did not. <laughs> I think that's brilliant. I think every team goes through that at some stage of their uh, their particular hockey careers. Well, so nice to get it anyway, and nice to hear nobody ended up in an ambulance uh, or drinking tea. Well, if you can send your hockey report through, we'd be more than happy to play it. Perhaps without the sort of profanity that uh, Griffin is used to. Yeah, I've written up. Seriously, he, he are you going to beat them? No, seriously, seriously are you, you going to beat them? No, we're going to put a warning on at the beginning of the no, show. I People don't. already have heard the warning by the time they hear us arguing about putting the warning on. What do you think? Yeah, I'm bending time, mate. Okay. I'm changing reality. Okay, all right, fine. Okay, uh, do we play the last one? What, there's more? Yeah, there's one more. He did send one more. Do we do the honour of... Can we talk about something else and then save it and bring... Okay, yeah, talk about something else. I'll talk about something else. Hockey South Australia has announced a new initiative, the Hockey South Australia Super League. Now, what really caught my eye about this was the idea that... Their great new CEO? No. No? Okay, sorry, carry on. Why? They got two different uniforms. Um... Mm. The, um, <laughs> the Hockey South Australia has announced this particular initiative, and what they've created essentially is three super clubs, three uh, what would you call them franchises uh, that are made up of um, of teams within their zone, a zone area. Now, I must admit, I don't really. I can see this model, but I would work it in a different way than what these guys are working on. Sydney has a similar kind of thing, like a a regional comp that brings together players from different clubs to play in. uh, They've done it it here as well in in Perth over the years with junior stuff, but... Yeah, okay. Um, It's it's an interesting concept. Now, obviously, they're trying something, and they've got all this typical marketing stuff about Super League will meet several high performance objectives including this, that and the other thing. What are the high performance objectives objectives? Uh to deliver consistent high quality games for elite players and increase South Australia's competitiveness. I'm just interested in knowing what people's ideas of club structures could should be because they're gonna to have to be different across the globe. We can't have unfortunately I don't believe at this stage we we can't have a global club structure system that that makes sense to everybody. No, no, no. Of course, of course we can't. And you know. But how can I, we move towards that? Well, it's going to be different for every everybody at different levels all over the place. But there's one thing that clubs can provide is a community benefit. So if you look look beyond the hockey side of things and think of club of the, as yeah, the yeah, hockey club as a, granted, as a community as a community thing. So we've had that argument. But well, how do we how do we transfer that? That happened in lots of places but isn't necessarily related to hockey um, and conversely it happens at a higher level where it isn't related to hockey which is a you know one big huge community it's it's different everywhere all over the world yeah i agree it is different all over the world what what we're talking about here is is the creation of franchises that aren't necessarily clubs so they become administrative tools not community clubs as such. I mean, all the Eastern Saints will ever be, and using South Australia as as an example, is Ad, they're made up of Adelaide Hockey Club, Burnside Hockey Club, and North East Hockey Club. Now, all of those hockey clubs will keep or will want to keep their identity. 
they'll, they of won't. And they, they'll retain yeah. that because they'll play, so they'll all, play their all local the league. Eastern stuff. Saints become is an administrative body. They're not a club. Do you, do you understand what I'm, what yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's, but it's, 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 it's the gap between a state side and a club side. So well, why it, should, why, why does that gap need to be filled? What's, what's, what's because, missing? Because what's, because what's happening there, and it's generally because of a, what, what is a perceived lack of talent, um, across the club structure, so they need to narrow the competition at the, uh, oh dear, I nearly said elite, high performance Say level. Elite, that's what you mean. High performance level. Well, that, that's what it funnels towards, isn't it? So it means that there's less games of a higher quality across a selected group with that because they're saying the standard well, of the club the, getting, the club players isn't good enough. What I'm getting at is that, that why why would you buy into the Eastern Saints? Well, well, you don't. You just go and support your club mate who's playing in that team. But why would the you same just as go you would do if they were playing for the, the state? Club. Well, you, well, you, well, no, you still do. You still do. They're still playing for that club. Yeah, I don't get it. Obviously, anybody listening to this program would be understanding. No, it happens. It happens a lot across look, Australia, with, where there's different regions are kind of pulled no, together no, 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 to give I, to give look, a higher level competition to then give the feeder yeah, into we're not, we're state not, selection and we're, and, we're and not beyond. Talk, we're, we're not talking about this is Adelaide. This is in Adelaide. None of these clubs are coming. But they've from obviously identified an issue. They've obviously identified an issue. So that, why that have why have any of those other clubs underneath them at all? How do you mean? You still got to have a club structure, haven't you? Yeah, you but why, hockey why, everywhere. why create another club well, structure well, go, what, that's an administrative structure that's not doing anything other than administer the elite? I've level just told of you. I've told you what. Yeah, but that, uh, that's that's what it's about. No, it's not about. We've just been spent. How many, no. How often have we sat here and talked about? It's about clubs. I'm telling you what that league is about. Those, I know those, what that those, league's those teams about, are and about. I'm arguing that it's, it's a stupid because idea. Because hockey, hockey South Australia doesn't think their dom- their domestic uh, standard league provides a strong enough level of competition for their players to compete at the national level. Um, I, I would suggest on a club by club basis. I would suggest that it's interesting hearing Yorma's comments about Japan. And putting that in perspective. Train, 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 train. Well, no, but the, the, partly, but these, these players aren't getting to the game until they're X amount of years old. You guys are talking about taking kids from under 10, under 12s. You know, being in charge and responsible for, of their, for their development from that age on. So why aren't those players there? If, if, if it's really about not having enough quality players, well, look at your development programs. It's got nothing to do with your club structure. Oh, uh, look, I'll be honest. I didn't read the press release, but I'm just reading it. Oh, you it, made some you good know. arguments. Oh, you've done well for having a look at it upside down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what else have we got, mate? Um, Roy straight into feedback. Yeah, go feedback. <laughs> Well, that was a loud one. You're listening to the Global Hockey Podcast called The Reverse Stick. I'm John Lee. You're Matt Allen. Here we are. And, of course, you can follow us on all the socials, Instagram, Twitter and Facebook, all at The Reverse Stick. Hashtag TRS World 11. News coming up soon. Um, I got some feedback direct. Vote for Bryn Cartelli. I got direct. We wanted to captain the team against us. I got direct feedback at the weekend, John. Direct uh, feedback. Direct feedback after. What uh, did your missus say? <laughs> after uh, after seventy minutes of toil, 
um, yes, we did have a win. Uh, yes, we were very depleted uh, in our numbers. Eight out from regular numbers. Our win um, and we were playing the lowest ranked team in the in the group. We got a 2-0 win, John. Yes, mm-hmm. I did score a goal, John. Yes. I'm led to believe you did. Yes, it is. Two in two weeks. Um, I've heard that you actually scored the goal accidentally. You, you, you meant to pick up the chip. And uh, you accidentally hit the ball on the way in, Seagull. I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I've told the story too many times over the past weekend. I will not bore the listeners with it. But uh, let's just say I'm going from three for three from three this weekend. Uh, I trained on Monday night, and I was looking pretty sharp. You know, if I get a goal this year, no, no, I trained three seasons. I trained on Monday night. What? Too. I trained on what? Monday. And you know what I did? Where I went did you to train training. To? I went to training. I said goodbye to every, no no no. I said goodbye to everybody at the end of training. I was back home for dinner for quarter past seven. In the good books, um, I'm I'm happy. I'm John. I'm so happy. I'm scoring goals at the weekend. I'm training on a Monday night. It's just what's it's, going on in your life. It, it's amazing. But at the end of the game, um, we had a young lady, um, a Spanish speaker. So she may well have been Argentinian, but I think maybe Spanish. Um, we had a few little chats through the game. I didn't agree with every decision that was made. She was the umpire. She was the umpire, yeah. And she, in the main, she did she did a good job, but she. Hey, she, Gringo, you're wrong. She blew, <laughs> I, I don't know. She blew. I felt she blew blew a few too many things um, on what she thought had happened rather than what she saw happened. And uh, so, at the end of the game, and this is one for you, Keely Dunn. Back to hashtag umpire sexism. We'll follow on last week's theme. Um, she said, uh, I shook her hand, I said, well, umpire, and she said, oh, you're, you're like a woman. <laughs> like crybaby. You? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I said, oh, I said, no, come on. We I said, I said, I, said I, I asked the question on a few occasions, maybe I shouldn't. This was done with a smile on my face. However, when you blow a decision for somebody of the ball hitting their foot. Obviously, I started speaking slowly. Is this a and knee high? And, 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 uh, hitting their foot. But they stick down on the ground and the ball hits their hand, but you think it hits their foot. It doesn't mean that it hit their foot. So I will question your decision because I am a very rude, grumpy old man. Uh, she accepted it. She smiled. I smiled. We shook hands. Um, we did the uh, flamenco on the way off the field and everyone was happy Keely if we ever get this <laughs> TRS World 11 game <laughs> off the ground you've got to umpire it please ok any more Tansy Lee yeah I've, I've tried watching as much of the um, the Asian Champions Trophy as I could for ladies and there's more there's more on so yeah search around we'll try, we'll try and share what we can do and I'll tell you what there's Two billion people in India and China that should be tuning in and watching as well. And get onto EurohockeyTV.org. Um, geez, plenty of it happening. There's some streaming coming up this weekend. I'm really looking forward to it, and the the amount of streaming coming our way should be absolutely incredible. You playing this weekend? Uh, I am hoping to get a game. I might even get two in this weekend because I might be missing the weekend after. So. Um, I'm certainly hoping to at least score one goal in one of them anyway. What about you, mate? Well, I don't mind not scoring goals when you 
five and zero. Oh, and you're big. a key member of the back line. Before I forget, watch your boys at the weekend. Greg Bird on the show previously. Two absolute beauties at the weekend. I personally love the one that... Uh, goal, goal number two, Johnny Lee from inside contact. left smashes it into the top of the D. Greg Bird tips his stick down. The ball flies up and over the goalkeeper into the top right-hand corner. Oh, what a goal. Well, it actually lobbed about two inches behind the line. So, uh, yeah, love that particular moment. It was great. Cheers, mate. Next week. Crowd went wild. Bye. Bye. What is that? Huh? Huh? What? Sorry, what? What is that? Sorry, mate. What? What is what? What is that? Oh, that's lunch. Lunch? Yeah, it's Ooh. lunch. Um, but how do you eat that? Well, you well, got breakfast, uh, lunch, and dinner, and and afters as well. Uh, that is, of course, if you go to the Frank Hockey, uh, Frank Beats, uh, from Andrew Wilson. Uh huh. Um. There's some uh, Spotify playlists there for uh, uh, the, the sound of party, laughter and good times. Frank has sound. Okay. Tell you what, as a DJ, he makes a great hockey coach. He's a great hockey coach.